Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening. Happy Tuesday. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast, a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call, which we actually don't talk about too much today, which is weird. But um, yeah, so my name is Eliza. I am the creator of Hotter Than Health, Eliza G Fitness. You can follow it on Instagram at Eliza G underscore fitness.com. That's where we curate most of the questions and content, as well as my website. Um, You can just Google it, Eliza G Fitness or Hotter Than Health. If you haven't already, quick plug before I get into the content today, we've got some good shit, so stay listening. If you haven't already, whichever device that you're listening on, go ahead and take a quick screenshot of this podcast, post it on your story. It's just for 24 hours. Any type of sharing or commenting or liking would be so appreciative, uh, appreciated. Um, it's, it's super helpful for SEO and I just want to share, spread the love, share the love, share the knowledge. And, um, the more people that are listening, the more content I can put out and the more guests we can have on. And I want to keep bringing this podcast out for free. So the more we share it, the more it will continue to grow. And that's what we need. Awesome. So go like, go share, comment on iTunes or SoundCloud or Instagram or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And that's amazing. I love you guys. So let's quickly recap what's been going on. And then we're going to get into three amazing questions that we have that I get asked all the time. And I'm super excited. Okay. So Recently, I have been nonstop busy. It's actually Halloween today. This is the first time I've ever been late recording the podcast. And all day, I just had this looming guilt. I was like, oh my God, am I losing it? I'm like, I'm still passionate about this, but why couldn't I make it a priority yesterday? I just, I got so tired and I just wasn't organizing my time properly. I actually sat down, turned on the mic, turned on my computer and started talking But I just, I couldn't get into the zone. I felt super disorganized and that's fine, but it just wasn't going to be good content. So I thought I would bring it to you guys today, but expect one fresh on Tuesday. Sorry about that. Um, It's Halloween today and everyone at my gym a second ago was just looking super fiery hot, all wearing their tight little Halloween outfits. So um, way to go trainers today, hubba hubba. And I don't have a costume. Hopefully someone at work will bring me something to wear because they know that I'm just, I'm never prepared for these kinds of things. I like Halloween, but I, I, I think I like it the way that I like, you know, ketchup, you know, if it's around, I'll probably have some, but I'm never going to go out of my way to buy ketchup or, uh, put it on anything. I'm more of a mustard girl or like a veganaise kind of girl. It's the ketchup of holidays for me. I'm just not, I don't really care that much about it, but I'm excited that people are excited about it and it gives everyone a nice little energy and I like that it's happening on a Wednesday. It kind of breaks up the week. Um, Anyways, okay. I say anyways a lot. Note to self, cut that shit out. Okay. We're going to get into a couple of quick questions. Oh, I also wanted to mention, if you haven't already looked, go look on my latest Instagram post. I just did, well, the gym that I work with, Hilo, we just had... Pablo and Hannah, they are these world famous yogis, acro yogis. Um, her Instagram handle is gypsy on G Y G Y S G Y P. Oh my God. Dyslexic gypsy on underscore. And they brought their dog. 
Um, she's a gold, he's a golden retriever. I was spooning him the whole day and I loved every minute of it. He was licking my face and I was licking his. It was amazing. You probably saw it on my Instagram story. They were incredible. We learned so much about, we did, it was a two hour handstand workout or handstand workshop. Um, I have never learned that much about handstands or any one type of acro yoga at all. Highly recommend everyone go check them out. It was the coolest two hours of my life. I felt so strong and powerful, but at the same time, so weak and vulnerable because I kept falling and you know, the pros make it look so easy and it is not easy to do a handstand. They wouldn't even let us let get our head, our legs all the way over our heads and straight because they said that it was, you know, you got to start small. So I loved their little message and I hope you guys do too. Go check out my latest Instagram. Feel free to comment and like. So let's get into a couple of quick questions. We've got three questions today and we're going to knock them out. Uh, and then I will have you on your merry ways and you can enjoy your day. I hope everyone started their morning with 32 ounces of room temperature water, a quote from the Daily Stoic, which every time I post about it, people ask. So you guys need to go get that book, the Daily Stoic, hashtag. Then had their hot water with lemon and Himalayan sea salt, and then a little bit of coffee or whatever your, you know, if you have your like your mushroom elixir or whatever tonic you're drinking this morning. First question, drum roll, anyone? Nope, nobody around because I'm sitting in my car alone. What's new? First question is about oat milk. I've gotten this question three different times in the past week, and I'm really glad because I had been drinking oat milk. Not, I, don't, I haven't been buying it or asking for it specifically, but if I see it around, then yes. Yes to oat milk. Yes. Yes to oat milk. Everyone's saying, well, isn't it carby? Isn't it fattening? Isn't it blah, blah, blah. And you know what? You can find anything that has been processed or, I mean, you can find anything healthy and then process it and make it not healthy. I mean, I can see a million different kinds of coconut and almond milk that have a ton of preservatives and sugar and added shit. But same as any other non-dairy milk, you can find an oat milk brand or type that has no additives, no preservatives. You can even make it at home. It's super simple. It, it I mean... It's not something that people typically take the time to do, but if you're on a Saturday and you're um, wanting to kind of experiment, it's super simple. You just need some cheesecloth, a blender, um, and some oats, as well as just filtered water, and it's simple. But I, I haven't done it myself, but I've Googled it because I was curious. Oat milk is just the uh, same as any other type of non-dairy milk. It is um, soaked oats, a certain kind of oat, um, in water and basically you just let them soak or you blend it up and then let them soak and then you run it through a cheesecloth and then you have it, you know, you can sweeten it however you want. I've seen it blended with dates as a sweetener, a little bit of vanilla, homemade vanilla, um, some different kinds of like maple syrup even I've seen, or you could just add cinnamon to it. That would be really delicious. The reason why I genuinely enjoy oat milk is because I like my coffee and my milk creamy. I really like a frothy cup of coffee. Coffee. <laughs> so if you're one of those people that loves a latte or you just kind of like a heartier, creamier, richer coffee, this is your shit. Okay. Listen up. You got to go get, I, I know this one brand specifically, I've followed them on social media for a long time. They have a cool account. It's called Oatly, O-A-T-L-Y. See, why can't I, why can't I spell gypsy, but I can spell, whatever. 
So it's called Oatly. That's one off the top of my head. You can also just Google it and they package it and they have it on Amazon for you to buy. I wish I had a swipey up link. We got to share this podcast so I can get my following up so I can just add swipey links. I'm not, I don't really care about followers, but the swipey links would be amazing. Um, so go follow so I can get swipey links and just swipe all of the things that I talk about on the podcast to you. So oat milk is the one, number one reason why I really like it is because of the creaminess and the frothiness, but also number two, because it is higher in fiber than almost any other milk. And in dairy milk, you're not getting any fiber. There's really no fiber in, you know, eggs or dairy and whatever. I'm, we're not getting into dairy. That's a whole nother topic. So I love it because it's creamy, it's frothy, you can do a lot with it, it's rich, it's got a lot of iron, so it's really great for people who have any type of anemia issues, especially women who might potentially be lower in iron. Um, It's also really great because it doesn't have a lot of flavor. I know almond milk, when you put it into black coffee, I I don't like almond milk in coffee. Here's my PSA. I like it in hot lattes if it's steamy and bubbly, but if you're just adding it to, no. So it doesn't like break apart all goopy and thin like almond milk does in coffee. I know you know what I'm talking about if you've added it. Um, It's more of a consistency of coconut milk where it's a little richer and umami and creamy. So it will sink in a little bit more and absorb um, into those flavors. So if you're thinking about doing oat milk, I know my roommate was just telling me that she got a matcha latte with it. And she said it was incredible. It was like a meal. So it's not super high in fat at all. It's got slightly more carbohydrate, maybe a little bit. But the great thing about oat milk, don't be worried about it. It's still gluten-free. And I mean, I guess you could get like, what is it called? Quaker's oatmeal or something and make your own oat milk. But again, that's full of sugar. It's full of crap. Go get plain oats where the only ingredients is either steel cut or just rolled organic oats and make your own with filtered water. I highly recommend it. Um, put it in everything, put it in your cereal, put it in, uh, put it in your coffee, put it in your lattes, um, give it a try. Oat milk is the greatest. And I feel like it's kind of starting to get a good name to it. I tried it for the first time in Chicago two years ago, maybe best latte of my life. Um, I wish I knew the name of that place. God, I love Chicago. So that's enough about oat milk. Lots of fiber for your daily conference call. Hello. Um, Which is actually great because um, fiber is really good, especially if you're getting super dehydrated. It'll make you drink more water because you need to be drinking more water anyways. So the higher in fiber, it's it's great. And it'll help you stay full a little bit longer. The second question that we had, my sister actually asked this question. She was on one of my latest podcasts. Alexa, you the best. I love you very much. Uh, She asked because... And it might not even be specific to her, but I know she works in a large corporate office and she has a lot of people around her who may not necessarily make the best food decisions throughout the day during the work week. And she said that a big concern in that atmosphere is that people get that snacky craving around three or four in the afternoon, kind of before they're leaving work. And I want to get a little into this with the psychology of that first, before I go into some tips. So throughout the day, We are, and I think I've already talked about this, but when you wake up in the morning, your mind only has the certain capacity throughout the day to make good decisions and healthy decisions. So throughout the day, if you spent your morning making your coffee, getting everything prepared, making your lunch, picking out your clothes, putting on your makeup, 
organizing, packing your bag for the gym, you might think that all of these things are good to do. And they are, they are. These things need to be done at night. What you need to do, and I promise this will help honestly with snack cravings throughout the day, if you have your morning set up to the point where everything is on auto, where you pick up your bag that's already packed, you push the button on your coffee pot because the coffee grounds are already in there and the water's already in there, all you have to do is push a button. You uh, have your clothes picked out the night before so you're not making all these decisions in the morning. You make up your bed, what have you. If you're making all of those things automated in the morning where you don't actually have to make decisions, then that's going to leave more room throughout the day for you to make better decisions. So we have this, let's say, thermometer of opportunity and thermometer of good choice making capabilities throughout the day. And if you're wasting the good decisions on things like picking out your clothes or making your coffee or cleaning up your room or packing your gym bag in the morning, you could be saving that kind of um, mindset and healthy decision making for later on in the day when you feel these um, connections to food and you might think that you're hungry when you're actually not, or you're actually hungry and you go for maybe Chex Mix as opposed to a lar bar or um, veggies. So that's one thing. That's why it is so important. And I harp on it all the time about starting your morning routine at night, get your stuff prepared. So you just wake up and you don't have to make these decisions. Everything is kind of, it's like having a butler, but you're your own butler, right? Anybody? Hello? So that's what I recommend doing. Um, if you've already done that and you still have these snack cravings around three or four, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I think most people on average leave work around between five and six, like 530. So let's say you're at work from 8 a.m. to 530. This sounds like a typical work day. You're all grinding. You're all hustlers, spending 70% of our lives working. It's, it's awesome, right? Super healthy. Just kidding. Well, you're going to be at work and you're going to probably start your day with, let's say, a smoothie or some egg whites or some type of breakfast that you typically have. If you're starting off your day with any type of sugary breakfast, you are more likely throughout the day to be triggered to choose either a carby or a sugary type of snack. And let me tell you why. So if you're starting your day with like a sugary carb, let's say oatmeal with a bunch of added sugar. And I don't mean like bananas and I don't mean coconut flakes or dates. I mean, you know, actual brown sugar or um, just anything really processed, sugary cereals, things like that. Chocolate protein powder that has a, chocolate, a bunch of sugar in it. That's also one. But if you're starting off your day with that, you're spiking your insulin, which gives you energy and you are, um, you know, kind of in a mode where you want to move around and it's giving you these carbohydrates where it's, um, it's, it's fueling you. Right. And then about two hours later, you feel that crash where you're, you may feel like your stomach is grumbling and you're so hungry. This also could just be not, uh, you could not be actually craving food. You might not necessarily need food at that time. Even if your stomach is grumbling and you feel like it's, but if it's only been two hours, your body is not in starvation mode. You're not going to start burning muscle if after two hours you're not feeding your body if you feel the tummy growls. What is happening is you're you're basically you're crashing. You have like a sugar crash. And then what you're going to do is gravitate towards something quick like a cliff bar or something that is high in carb so that you can get that spike high, happy, full, energized feeling again. And throughout the day, people typically think that they 
you know, should, they should have a snack before they leave home and then it's going to kind of ruin their dinner, but it's not the case. So this is what you should prioritize doing. Having more of a, try and have maybe a savory breakfast or if you are having a sweeter breakfast, look at where the sweetness is coming from. If you're adding half a banana or a date or two, or if you're adding in um, some coconut milk or, you know, any type of natural sweetness, that is okay, but make sure you're balancing it with some leafy greens. Um, a little bit of protein would be good. I like quinoa bowls in the morning, and I know it sounds like a lunch thing, but my favorite breakfast is a like two or three little roasted fingerling potatoes, and I usually prep this, um, a little bit of onion, a cup of quinoa, and then some sauteed kale on top, and I just add a bunch of salsa. It's so good. It's savory, and it doesn't spike my insulin. It's got lots of fiber and protein, so it keeps me full. Then throughout the day, I, I find myself craving more snack foods, and I feel, or I mean, salty foods. So if I'm craving salty foods, I know there are more options for healthy salty foods as opposed to healthy sweet foods. That's just a fact. So I may be craving something that I can, um, you know, I can have some salsa and maybe crackers or cucumbers or anything like that, or hummus even. And I know, or nuts, that might be a great savory option for you throughout the day. And it's not going to spike your insulin levels. You don't need to go for a, a quest bar or any type of just you know, protein water that's not going to give you any fiber. You want to stay full too. So I recommend starting your day with more protein and leafy greens as opposed to sugars. And that will help you make better conscious decisions throughout the day, as well as starting your morning off with just putting it on auto. And if you are still feeling that actual hunger, maybe you go to the gym after work and you really want like a, you really want a snack an hour or so before the gym. I Again, proper food combining rules. I don't recommend putting banana on apple because an apple is super fast to process. But if you want to cut up half of a banana, and I'm, I'm, I mean this, half, half of a banana, it's a very slow burning carbohydrate, half of a banana, and then some sunflower seed butter. And I have been on a kick with the sunflower seed butter. Damn it, it's good. The reason I like it is because I'm not even a huge peanut butter person or an almond butter person, a nut butter person, but sunflower seed butter, it's salty and it tastes like sunflower seeds. It's, I think, seven grams of protein per two tablespoons. It's amazing for a pre-workout. It's also got um, great you know, iron and magnesium, tons of protein. I, I love it. So you're getting that slow burning carb and then you're get with a banana and then you're getting a low fat high protein snack from the sunflower seed butter. And I've been getting mine from Trader Joe's. I knocked that shit out in about three days. It was so good. I don't recommend bringing it with you everywhere because you'll eat it all. Um, I also add a little bit of cinnamon on, to, on top of it if I'm feeling wild. So that's a great one to have. And um, I also, if you know you're going to eat dinner around seven, just try to, anytime you get hungry around four, if you're not separating that going home time by going to the gym, chug 32 ounces of room temp water. See if that helps. 60% of the time when we're thinking we're hungry, but we know we've been snacking all day, it's because we're dehydrated. If you've been snacking on Chex Mix or nuts or seeds or anything like that, and then you're thinking, oh my God, I'm still hungry. You might not be. Okay. 
you might just need some water. And everyone's like, oh my God, I drink so much water. I had three bottles of water today. Three bottles of water? I'm sorry, honey. It's not enough. You need more. I'm a freak about water and nobody in this world is drinking enough. That's a lie. I'm sure there are people who are drinking a ton. I don't want you guys to go like drown your insides with water, but try it. Give yourself room temperature, 32 ounces of water. If 20 minutes later, you're still hungry. Also just know in your mind, you're going to be fed again. You're not going to starve. We live in America. Everywhere we turn, there is food. You're not like you might get hangry and bitchy, but you're not going to starve. Don't use that word lightly. There are people in this world who are starving. You're just bored. Okay. Or dehydrated. That's 80% of the time. The issue If you follow those rules and you have your morning on auto and you get it ready the night before, you start your day with your hot water with lemon and pink Himalayan sea salt, 32 ounces of water, then whatever coffee you want, um, and then you have more of a savory breakfast or just protein and fiber packed, not as much carb packed with sugar, your day is going to be set up for you. So don't wait to make good decisions until 3 or 4 p.m., you're doing yourself a disservice. Start your day by making those decisions for breakfast and then it will be so much easier. And then again, if you're still feeling super hungry or you think you are around three or four, chug 32 ounces of room temperature water and give that, it's not just, I mean, obviously it'll like hit your stomach and fill you up pretty quick, but don't just promise me that you will try that and it will help. I love that rule. I love that rule. I love that rule. And honestly, what I usually find that happens is by the time I drink the 32 ounces of water and then I'm waiting like 10 or 15 minutes, something has come up and then I'm running around and then I forget about it. And then I know I'm not actually hungry because if I were, if I'm actually hungry, there's no stopping me from thinking about food. So if I get distracted at all, I'm like, okay, I know that I'm just bored or I know that I just need a distraction or, you know, maybe go take a lap take a walk. I used to do that at Yelp all the time when I worked in Arizona. I would just go take a lap on the top of the building and pretend like I was taking a conference call. LOL. Okay. Next question. I know that was long-winded, but y'all know I'm not that great at being concise when I get passionate about something. Okay. So the next question and the last question is about carb cycling. Raise your hand if you have heard of carb cycling. Okay. Who's raising their hand? Okay. If you're raising your hand, go follow me and subscribe to the podcast, okay? Carb cycling is just rearranging the days where you have carb-heavy days and carb low-carb days. A lot of people ask if they should be doing this, and I, the majority of the time, would say no, and these are the reasons why I would say no, and then I'll get into the reasons why it might be beneficial for you. The reasons I would say no is number one, it's 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 time consuming and it's a little complicated. You have to be tracking your macros. You ha- and I get it. You know, not everyone wants to track. Nobody really wants to track their mac- macros. But if you are serious about carb cycling, that's a whole other story. Um, you have to ca- track your macronutrients. And on the days that you are having your high carb days, you're going to be so happy and awesome and feel so good and strong and you have so much energy. And then the days that you're not doing your carb cycling or you're having a low carb day, you, you will feel it. I've done this before for about two weeks. I didn't enjoy it because my body does well with carbs. I, I think, um, 
And it will make it so that you just don't have that much energy on those days. It's putting everything into reserves. I always go with balance. Um, it also, another reason why I don't recommend it highly is because if you're in this place where you're just trying to lose weight and you are super frustrated and you want just a little bit of a quick fix, it will give you a, a not great relationship with food. It's going to change the way you look at food or seafood. You might look at a sweet potato when you're done carb cycling and say, oh my God, the devil, bad food. Or, you know, then you might find yourself binging on these carbs and recognizing that as, you know, a time that you were carb cycling and you felt good, but now you're just binging on all these carbohydrates and that's just not great. You want balance. So you don't want to do anything that's going to stifle or make your relationship with food negative in any way. And, and I, I find this as a trend, people who are just doing some type of diet to lose weight, they get obsessive about it and then they burn out and then they binge and it's just not sustainable. So, um, you also, yeah, I mean, the relationship with food is probably the biggest thing that I, I can see. It does help with, you know, it helps preserve lean muscle and you're not going to be burning muscle on the days that you're not having carbs. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to wither away. But, it, you know, if you're training for a physique style competition and you're trying to like just melt away body fat in a healthy way and you have maybe a coach or you've done this kind of thing before, if you are um, just working out a couple of days a week and you're trying to lose like the extra 15 um, and then I don't really recommend it. I recommend just um, maybe replacing one meal a day with a smoothie or either that or just replacing some of your carbohydrates, some of your starchier carbs with leafy greens. That's a huge one. Or just, you could even do some intermittent fasting if you've hit a plateau. A lot of people do the carb cycling when they have hit a plateau. But again, I, I, I always recommend changing things up with your workout or your day-to-day -day or just move a little bit more. You don't have to go do two a days, but you could also just go for a longer walk or, um, cut calories in a place where you don't need them and they're not feeding you. So empty calories, like stop cooking with oil or, and just steam your stuff. Or if you're going out, don't drink red wine because of the sugar, just do a vodka soda or a tequila water with a ton of lemon. Don't put the lemon in there. Gross. That'll give you a bunch of vitamin C and, um, help keep you hydrated as well. So I, I genuinely don't recommend it unless you are an experienced um, bodybuilder or you have a coach coaching you through it. If you are one of those people maybe that finds yourself, and I'm not saying everyone does this, but it, it is f more common than you would think, and you're not alone if this is you. If you find yourself having an odd relationship with food and um, it's changing your relationship with food or you've done that in the past and you don't like the way it affects your mindset and you overthink everything, I don't think carb cycling is for you. It's it's not really for me. The only reason I really did it the same way as I did it when I counted macros was so that I knew how to do it and I could recommend it to my clients if I feel like they needed it. Um, and I, I don't I don't do it on the meal plans that I create for people unless they really genuinely want to just know, like they're curious. But I don't make any of my meal plans for people or clients car, uh, calorie centric. I make them nutrition centric and fiber centric and anti-inflammatory centric. So if you're interested in that, you can always DM me and we can talk about meal plans for you. That's always an option. But um, yeah, counting, uh, doing carb cycling is just maybe, it's not the best for the majority of people, I don't think. So that's my take on it. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. 
Again, please rate, comment, share, love, worship. Um, Keep listening on repeat. Get my SEO up. You can put me on mute and just keep these shits playing. Um, It is still growing. I'm so excited. Hotter Than Health is on the right track and we're, we're doing everything we need to be doing. Keep out for um, the next episode. I'm actually going to try and get a couple of guests on here in November, which is really exciting. And we're going to be talking about holiday health and specifically Thanksgiving. Um, Can't wait for Halloween to be over. I'm just over it, over it, over it. God, that sounds bitchy. But um, I hope you guys have the best day. Don't feel guilty if you eat a couple pieces of Halloween candy. Drink a bunch of water tonight. Have a wonderful time. Be safe. Watch out for the ghouls and the goblins. Um, And this is Eliza Gelman, Hotter Than Health. I hope you guys have the best day ever. Thanks for listening. Bye.